Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District, and we are now in Season 4 of the podcast, where we get to know teachers better. Our themes this season are passion, drive, and determination. Join me. Today we spend time with Melissa Zuka, who is a 5th, 6th grade combo teacher at Commonwealth Elementary in Fullerton School District. We're live. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, world. Um, so thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Um, we're so happy you're here. Um, in the past, um, we've worked on a few projects together. Yeah. And actually, one will probably come up, um, which is the Master Chef project. Um, yes. We emailed some people you put us in contact with and asked them for some quotes about you. So we might introduce those along the way. Um, but first, because we're just trying to get to know you and what you're passionate about, what drives you, um, tell us a little bit about your teaching journey. Like, where have you been? Where are you now? Where have you been? Okay. Just a little, little like history of Melissa. Okay. So I, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college at all. Um, until where, I, where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to Cypress college and okay. then Cal state Fullerton. Okay. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just going, you know, in 95. And I had a teacher or a professor at Cypress College who made me want to be a teacher. Really? He made history. I, I couldn't wait to get to school. Wow. It, I just wanted to be there. I wanted to be listening to everything yeah. he said. I hung on his every word. He made it so much fun and interesting. So at that moment, I'm like, oh, I can do what he does. I want to do what he does. Wow. And so his name was Brian Sealing. Okay. I still remember his name. I named my son Brian, but not after him. But I, could, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could say that and just really make it. It's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and then from there, I just and I kind of got in on the tail end of that teaching hiring boom in the two thousands. Um, so when I went to get a job, there was yeah. nothing available. Right. And I'm not saying I went to Compton because there was nothing available, but it was kind of far for me to drive. But yeah. I ended up going there and I was there for till 2018 so oh that's yeah. quite a while and I yeah. loved I loved it I loved it there so much and that's where my my mom grew up in Compton so yeah that's great and so then from from Compton to Fullerton you were at Commonwealth and uh, Maple mm -hmm. and um, so you're a combo teacher right now have you done that before I, last year at Maple, I was a five-six combo, and okay. this year at Commonwealth, I'm a five-six combo. Five-six combo. So what's uh, what's that like? I I like it. I mean, ideally, that's not the position you want to be in, but <laughs> right. it it works for. I mean, I did it, and it's it's the only thing that's really different that you really have to focus on is math. Yeah. Everything else kind of falls into line, um, and even math kind of lines up sometimes if you're lucky enough to get those um, chapters or yeah. units that can line up. But um, generally, everything is the same. You're just teaching at a little bit of a deeper level in the upper grade, but um, the kids are so many different levels anyways yeah. that it kind of it works itself out. It really does. So where in teaching do you find yourself, you know how you described your history professor at Cal State Fullerton, and you're like, oh, I just I just love going to class because of that energy. Uh, 
what where do you find that kind of joy teaching what's your favorite thing to teach let's say or history history yeah. okay do Eventually you have a favorite standard or theme uh, or? u.s history u.s history i love okay. u.s history um yeah so can you go more narrow like a specific american unit? revolution you know founding of our country okay okay the you know all of the things that came with how our country started and yeah. how awful it was <laughs> but also amazing you yeah know. so yeah that's cool do you have a s certain thing that you usually you see students light up like where they get some understanding they didn't have before is there some like aha moment for students around the american history american revolution uh i would say with how our like and i you got to kind of be careful how you say these things to the kids yeah, yeah. because our country was founded in a pretty rotten way. Yeah. Um, so, but I do talk a lot about, I do tell them, like, because yeah. you talk about the Native Americans and that's the beginning unit right. in fifth grade. And so you talk about them and you kind of have to walk that fine line of saying, you know, this is their country. Yeah. This is, it started, you know, this, we stole their land, but you got to be careful because, yeah. you know, they're little kids. You don't yeah. want to you know doom and gloom them too much but right you're trying to educate them not traumatize them yes, but exactly. <laughs> but but yeah that's true and we do a huge disservice not telling students the truth so and true. pretending yeah. like oh yeah no they love thanksgiving yeah, you know? exactly exactly it's <laughs> things like that get uh very nuanced so um that's interesting. Do you have any advice for teachers who don't know what that barometer is? Because you sound like you're trying to be sensitive, walk a line. Is there anything you're like, oh, a teacher, you know, here's a gut check or something? Or, uh, or what do you do if you're not sure? I tell them the truth. Oh, okay. But yeah. like, but in a, in a way that's palatable to fifth and sixth graders. Like, yeah. I say this country, like if we look at people and say, you know, the border issue that comes up and most of my kids are Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So I I'm sensitive to that. And so I do say, you know, this where we're at right now used to be Mexico. Mm. Like this yeah. is the land of the Mexican people. And then, you know, through, you know, treaties or yeah. purchasing and however, you know, it was taken. Um, I let them know, like everybody has a right to be here. Right. Like, and, and I want them to know, like yeah. I am, fully aware of where this country right. started and that it was stolen yeah and and, yeah. and and not just the Native Americans as we you know know but also the Hispanic population that was here yeah um and so I'm very cognizant of that and I do let them know like I understand that yeah let's uh I'm gonna include a, a topic here a quote rather uh, this is your sister oh Meredith Meredith. <laughs> Meredith and Melissa. And Melanie. Don't forget, she's uh, and, the oldest. And Melanie. I'm the middle child, and <laughs> three, I act like a middle child. Three sisters that start with Melanie, an M. Melissa, Meredith. Okay. Um, so uh, just a very uh, short quote, inspiring reading mm. in your students is one of your great passions. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. What does that look like in your classroom? Well, and I know it's probably what a lot of teachers do, but Harry Potter. Mm. I did not like to read. And I was like, eh. My mom goes, there's this book, that, you know, it's about a magical kid. And I was like, eh, I don't want to read that. And I, and I was like, what, 18 when it came out? And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll read it. And I couldn't stop. I was like, this is amazing. How am I missing out on this opportunity? And I just wanted to be in a different world. Mm. And I knew that it could take me there. Yeah. And so then I started being an avid reader. And then 
so I bring that to my students. We just finished Harry Potter about two weeks ago, the first one. Okay. And we did um, uh, persuasive writing. Or no, oh, it was, okay. no, it was opinion, okay. and I had let you know let them know. I asked them what is your opinion on Harry Potter, and they had to prove their you know give their reasons yeah. and examples. Yeah, and they I, I had one student who didn't like it, but it was more of a religious thing. Yeah, um, but everybody else said it's such a good book, and hmm. I don't know if they were trying to appease me because I mean <laughs> you're a fan. <laughs> oh my gosh, my classroom was ridic was ridiculous before the pandemic. It was yeah. you know I had a paper mache giant train coming out of the wall and. <laughs> Uh, the kids were sorted into their houses, and yeah. I I got so excited. So they all know me as the Harry Potter teacher. My student from um, uh, I had three. I had students. I had my last class for three years in a row, and yeah. she just came to me about you know four weeks ago and brought me a Harry Potter purse that her mom and oh. that they saw. And she goes to a different. She goes to La Dera Vista, and so she walked across the street to Commonwealth and was like, Mizuka, we saw this. We got it for you." So I'm known as the Harry Potter teacher. And they even That's kids awesome. call me Harry Potter because they're like, I'm like <laughs> I don't even think they know what it means. But, That's funny. But um, yeah. So I when I do that now, my kids they are all checking out Chamber of Secrets from the library. Mm -hmm. They want to read the second book. So I, if yeah. I can get just one kid to be obsessed with yeah. reading, I've done yeah. such a great thing. And yeah. I think I have a whole class of kids now who. They all want the second book. Well, Mizuka, if we read the second book, can we watch the movie in class? Because we did watch the movie in class. I got all the permission slips signed. We watched it, and yeah. they were just like, and so then we're doing compare and contrast, and yeah. how they how the movie. They're like, Mizuka, they left that part out. Why did they leave it out? And and we have really good discussions. And so yeah. I think just that. That's where I and, and from there we move forward, and we have all these different books restart and front desk and realistic fiction and they yeah. love that too okay it connects to them and i try to get books where they're going to see characters like them yeah um so so yeah that's great that's great i'm going to go on to another quote here from meredith and this uh i'm i'm just i'm gonna not gonna read it but she talks about a garden does that ring oh, a bell oh my gosh what yeah, yeah. where's that in compton yeah emerson yeah that was Tell I named I named my dog Emerson after that. Oh, like, yeah, because <laughs> we found fun. he came onto the campus and ran in, and they were talking trying to kick him out, and he was just a little puppy. And I I said, please, can I keep him? And they're like, oh no, gosh. we're kicking him out. And I called my husband. He was on his way home from a midnight shift, and he was my boyfriend at the time. And I said, Kevin, come get the dog. And he came and got the dog. Come get the dog. <laughs> we had that dog for fifteen years. Oh, and so the garden. The garden at Emerson. What oh, is that? Oh my gosh. So. I couldn't believe when I got to the school there was no grass. It was just dirt. I'm like, how are these oh. kids going to play? There's no grass. And so the principal that I had, she was from Placentia or Belinda, mm -hmm. and she came to Compton because she wanted to end her career in Compton mm -hmm. where she could make the most difference. Mm -hmm. And she... And my mom, my mom and her are the same age. And she, if you saw this woman... She would give you a kiss on the cheek. My <laughs> baby. Oh, I love you. That, that was my first experience at, with, at, with a principal. <laughs> Hug and kiss. And you're my daughter. And I love you. Like, that's, that's. So when I didn't have that kind of principal, I'm all, why aren't you hugging me? Like, it was. But she was the most incredible woman. And her name was Reuben White. And I said, can I do something about the grass? What can we do? Right. And she's like. What do you want to do? I said, can we just put a little garden in for the kids? And she said, go for it. So I 
got parent volunteers. I went to Home Depot. I said, can we get donations? And they yeah. gave us donations. Parents came in and they donated. Wow. And wow. we got probably about 50 people. And I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but we got probably, I don't know, I don't even know what the square footage was, but it was enough to have a bench. Yeah. And we got some really nice, like, ever, like potted plants, but not th things that would last. Yeah. And just if you're listening to this, Melissa's illustrating everything with her hands while she's I'm a, <laughs> thinking yeah. about thinking of the words, but your hands are going like, like I'm picturing it because you're you're like drawing it in the yes. air. Yes. Oh, it was it was it was <laughs> and it was when we were done. It was so cute. And the parents they came on the weekend, and I came oh, on the weekend. My whole family so came great. out. And so, oh, this is this, it was crazy. It was wild. So, yeah. I I took um, the Monday off. She's I'll take the Monday off. You worked all weekend, and. Then I walked on campus and everybody's looking at me with their eyes big. And I'm like, what is wrong? And they're like, don't tell Mazuka. Don't tell Mazuka. Uh -oh. And actually, I was Miss Marshman at that point. And then I, ca I came and they said, someone stole the grass. What? Because we had sod. Oh. And so somebody drove their oh. truck, their work truck, into the thing, oh. rolled up all the grass. Oh, no. They were doing a, gar a yard not very far from there. They stole took it. all. I mean, who steals grass? Oh and gosh. I didn't. And yeah. I didn't want to be like only in Compton, but that's not true. It would happen anywhere. There's yeah. there's people who would do something anywhere. But I was yeah. just like, who steals grass from kids? From kids. But they oh. they they found the guy. They took and they got the grass back. They got the, the grass back. So we got it back and we put it back on the ground. But it was already <laughs> dead. And oh. we tried. Oh my gosh. But the kids. The kid. The. But the it was, but the moral of the story and the benefit benefit was the community that came together. Yeah. They they felt so bad for me. The parents like came around <laughs> me. They're like, we're so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like the kids, yeah. we all put in work. Yeah. And the kids came and it was great. It was a great community building experience and we did what we could. Yeah. No, that's great. That's and it's sometimes you know the the effort to put it in is one bonding type of thing. Yeah. But then there's this other bonding that comes from loss, you yeah. know, and grief and thinking about somebody else's feelings and helps you not take things for granted. I don't advocate stealing grass, but, no, but, but the, you but the see kids how that's were bonding too. So upset. They yeah. were like, How can this happen? So that was a little, you know, a little tick in their brain, like stealing is bad. Yeah. Like and you know, we say it to them all the time, yeah. but that was a real moment. Yeah. They felt like they yeah. were robbed. So Yeah. It was it was a teaching moment for everybody. Yeah, for <laughs> Especially sure. Especially me, I was like very naive, like let's put in grass, but that's okay. It worked. I, I wouldn't have thought that would have happened. I wouldn't have predicted that. Yeah, uh, that, I would have thought who you're, steals you're grass. Okay. I was like, wow. Um, okay, here's a quote, um, and this is from uh, Davy. Um, mm. She remembers a time dressing up like book character day, mm -hmm. and then you brought an idiom book, and then every one of your students dressed up like an idiom. Yeah. And so, then you made yeah. sure everyone had a costume. Nobody was left out. Mm -hmm. So give me an example because I am i can't picture it. So we had like raining cats and dogs. So a student had an umbrella and underneath um, we she colored cats and dogs and oh. had them coming <laughs> underneath her. We had butterflies in my stomach. So a student had a box with butterflies and there were butterflies hanging. Um, oh, that's teacher's clever. pet. I was the teacher, and my yeah. student was like my pet. Okay. And so she was. I was. She was my teacher's pet, and it was actually like everyone goes. Of course, you're the teacher's of pet. Of course. Yeah, teacher's <laughs> pet. Um, it was great. The kids loved it. I have pictures of 
all, yeah. all their costumes and it was so fun because and they also got to do their Halloween costume but it had to be a book parade because we have to be like you know sensitive but mm-hmm. um, yeah it was great that's great and so um, what is it about these experiences like the dressing up and tying in the uh, the idioms and uh, also like the book the Harry Potter and like building a train coming out of your wall like I sense a little bit of a, a dramatic flair mm-hmm. um, where does that come from like how do you explain that because you couldn't go through a teacher education program and you you won't find that in the in the books right. my um, my mom okay my mom because she j- and my dad, like, we don't do anything small Okay. <laughs> in my family. Everything is grandiose and huge. Like, my mom ran the Homeless Children's Foundation for Los Angeles County Sheriff's. I mean, we had Santa coming down in a helicopter. And, I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, she had it through Lee Baca, kind of endorsed her to do it. And yeah. so it was not, she had the funding. Yeah. Um, and so we were doing thousands of bags and feeding thousands of children and, because she saw some unhoused guy on the bench one day and she's like, let me help him. And then, you know, he yelled at her and she's like, I can't help adults, but let me help children. So (laughs) she just did that. And, you know, we do big things. And I like, I'm the first teacher at my school to get my classroom ready. I will spend two weeks all day. I want my kids. It's because I want, and not because I like to decorate because I was going to be an interior decorator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I realized they said, well, you are at the whim of rich people. I'm all, wait, they're like, well, who can hire an interior decorator? They're mm. like wealthy people. I'm all, so if they want something, they're going to get it because they have the money. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to <laughs> listen to somebody and tell me, they're not going to tell me what to do. So I um, didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but I want my kids to walk in and know from the effort that I put in that yeah. I care. Like yeah. my kids know that I love them. I tell them all the time, um, they know, and yeah. they, they, they feel cozy. Like, you know, when we did Harry Potter, the, watch the movie, we all wore our pajamas. We threw the desk to the side. We laid on the floor. They bought their stuffed animals, their blankets, yeah. their pillows. They were all, like, we had, I made hot cocoa. We had popcorn. I just want those moments because I grew up with those moments. Mm. I grew up with cozy grandma, cozy grandpa. My mm-hmm. parents were very loving, and I want that for my kids yeah. and I know I'm not their parent but I can give them those yeah. experiences to where they're like oh I like this this yeah. is nice and cozy and so and they'll remember that <laughs> that will be a memory above all others yeah. in uh, their uh, you know school career they're going to remember those moments that were you know the deaths were pushed aside it, it's the disruption of the normal which is what Dr. Bob yeah. told us to do on that retreat we went on right said, just you know just, just get to know your kids on a personal level and then that's you could build the relationships first and then everything else is going to fall. Yeah. And I've been doing that my whole career. Like yeah. I, my goal is to have my kids walking away saying, Ms. Suka, you're the best teacher I ever had. <laughs> like I want that. Like, and, yeah. I, and, and I'm not trying to be better than other teachers. Right. I'm trying to be the best for who I have. That, right. that group of students that I have, I want them to go, wow, I feel loved. I feel relevant i feel important yeah and i feel like i can do anything because our our country you know we say anybody can be anything but it doesn't always everybody's not starting off equally and i want my students to feel as much of that as possible and that i believe in them i full i do i believe in every one of my kids yeah so yeah that's awesome speaking of 
believing anybody can do anything. Uh, let's bring in the master chef mm -hmm. idea. So just tell us a little bit about what that is. So uh, kind of start to finish. So somebody um, who hasn't heard of it can understand it. And then I have some additional follow-up questions. Yeah, the, so I was brought in with two other teachers with the IIS team and Dr. Bob. He just wanted us to have a pa like a passion project, an innovative mm -hmm. passion project, mm -hmm. and said, what's your dream field trip? And I was like, okay. So I was sitting there, I didn't know what, I'm like, okay. And they said, no limits, no budget. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I want to. I want them, my kids to cook in Italy. Like I want them to cook in Italy. I want them to learn from a whole bunch of nonas how to cook the best Italian food in the world. And so that's okay, great. That's great. so We're great. Start there, and then they're like, okay, now realistically we can't do that. So how can we bring that experience to our students? Mm. And I'm like, okay. And I love competition. You can ask my students today. <laughs> we have reflex math, and I we we get a tiger and. Um, I told my students, I'm all, we are not losing this tiger. Our <laughs> class is going to win. And our class won today, really? every Friday. Really? And I'm like, it's our tiger. Nobody else has ever had it. And I'm like, <laughs> and they're trying to get it. I'm like, this is our tiger. And if we lose it, I'm going to cry. And they're like, I said, I, so I'm very competitive. So the competition came yes. into it because I'm like, okay, let's have a competition because it's going to drive. It drives me. It doesn't drive everybody. Right. But I'm like, let's, yeah. let's do this. We'll have prizes and the kids are going to you know, work to win something. Yeah, so, so describe that competition, <laughs> what the kids did and the competitions for somebody who wasn't there. So we had the cooking and the competition. So I thought, okay, master chef. And I'm sure that's coined somewhere and breaking <laughs> some kind of laws. I don't know, I'm just kidding. But um, uh, yeah, they we split the kids up into groups of four. Okay. And we were so lucky that Michael Burns and the um, nutritional services department bought eight, well, actually nine. Yeah. Full kitchens and and not you know they're like kind of portable, portable mobile mini mobile kitchens. kitchens. So yeah. you know induction stove and everything you would need to cook yeah. a meal. And he even bought a Vitamix and provided us with a refrigerator, a full industrial refrigerator. Yeah. Um, and so I told the students and they I, brought all this to Maple. Brought it all to Maple okay. in the NPR. We had um, a great company help us like decorate it and get you know. Mm -hmm the pipe and drain pipe and drain yeah. all the way around so just it, we, we wanted it to look like a, a yeah. tv show yeah, set. yeah um and it did it really looked great um and so the kids came in and they had all the swag you can think of they had a cookbook t-shirts aprons um bags they got water bottles they got a whole bunch you know everything they needed to plan a three-course mm -hmm. meal and um we had chefs from cypress college come in and um uh, support the kids for the week. So they met them on Monday. Um, on Monday, they made a grilled cheese. Tuesday, they kind of prepped their food, like did you know their first test of their their um, dish that they were going to make. And then Wednesday, we went to an incubator kitchen in Santa Ana, and they cooked in a real incubator kitchen, yeah. like with stoves and. There yeah. was fire and knives and <laughs> I, I, you know, when I all the things this, that makes teaching exciting. Yeah, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna approve this." And Dr. Bob goes, "No, we have Ladera Vista. They have, you know, they cook and we, we're good." Yeah. Liability wise, I'm like, "This is scary," but I didn't have one issue. Yeah. We had one little nick on a finger and didn't even bleed. Yeah. I was so proud. I'm like, because the kids <laughs> really, even though sometimes they could be a little wild in the classroom and they don't pay attention and they run around and you tell them not to right here they, they, they rose were, to the they challenge because they were i said you do anything that's going to hurt anybody else you're out 
you yeah. got to leave because yeah. it's not safe. And they took it seriously yeah. and they did a great job. So they plated the things they made. Then we had community judges. Yeah. And then that's the competition, right? Yeah. They're all kind of up against the other groups. And they have to present and kind of narrate through, Yeah, they you had know, to write a decisions. menu. So mm-hmm. we had... we. We did, they had to do math with measuring and they discussed yeah. that with the chefs. They had to do science and if you put too much of this in, it's, and you know, it wasn't actually, you know, really science, but I guess it was, you know, when you, when you comes down to it, if you put too much salt, it's going to be salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but they, you know, they did a great job. They had to write that menu and then they had to present their meals to the judges and describe what it yeah. was. And, you know, they're using words they'd never used before. Right. They increased their vocabulary a ton. They met people they never would have met. They yeah. went someplace they never knew was in existence. And yeah. it was just, and they and they did have some guest speakers, um, some people that had started restaurants and yeah. talked to them about yeah. what they did. And I went over, I go to Ladera Vista a couple times, like once a month to see my old kids because okay. I love my students. I love all my students, but this group, because I had them for three years, like we oh, got wow. so close. Yeah. And so I, I went over to talk to them and a lot of them are taking the culinary, culinary. arts class there. That's awesome. They're like, Mizuka, we're in co- we love it. We're cooking. And so I don't know if I started a passion or not, yeah. but hey, who knows? I might have the next James Beard winner and they're going to, you know, invite me to come eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I even noticed the community college chefs, uh, those culinary students, like the way they looked at their students. I'm like, oh, they they don't get this opportunity to like no. mentor somebody um, who who thinks they're you know so amazing and yeah. advanced. So that was a, a cool um, moment to kind of see them you know shepherding these students yeah. too. I know I'm working with a new group of chefs that's coming to Commonwealth because we're doing it again. That was my next question: yeah, is okay. what's happening next? Is it's you're doing it again we're at Commonwealth? We're doing it again. So okay. the the whole idea with I, I think what you guys wanted to do and Dr. Bob was have something that's reproducible and that could be done again and again, and expose more students to different things. Um, so we're doing it again. And it's bigger this time. We have five teachers. Oh, my gosh. Um, three weeks, five teachers. If I remember right, last year was just you. It was just me. But it seemed like 100 kids. It because was, the presentations, it was like, yeah. the, and I remember the judges, they had to sample everything. Oh, my gosh. And it was, I felt bad because they were the, probably so full. It was so much to eat, so much. Because it was, it was literally three courses like yeah. there was an appetizer a main and, and then a like dessert. a dessert yeah yeah it was so, a lot now so five teachers doing that i can't even comprehend it well we're not doing the competition this time okay it's just um cooking because i'm like oh, how how can i replicate this with yeah. so it's with three five. weeks so i'm on mondays i'm every monday and the first week we're doing grilled cheese parfaits just oh, okay. things that they could do and then they're going to plan our next week they have yeah. to do ramen because yeah. they have i'm going back to tiktok again <laughs> they have these TikTok ramen recipes, so I'm going to have them doing research on which one they want to do because we can nice. just do the boiling water, yeah. get the ramen done, and they have to add two vegetables. This oh, is all nice. things that they can do at home yeah. that they'll feel comfortable doing. Like my eight-year-old, he'll – I'm sorry, Joe, you're nine. My nine-year-old, <laughs> um, he does his ramen on his own. And, yeah. he, you know, he does nice. the little kettle, and he'll do – He'll do it on his own. And so I'm like, okay, kids can start doing things yeah. independently and learning how to, you know, be safe in the kitchen. And this is something, and ramen is not expensive. Yeah. It's something they can always have on hand. So yeah, um, we're, we're going to do that. And then last, the last day is when, so the chefs are not going to be there all three weeks. They're only right. going to be there the last week. So that yeah. last week, the kids are going to have to, bef- without the chefs there, pick something they yeah. want to make. And when the chefs come, they'll make this meal oh. and they're going to, 
cook for a parent or a guardian. Oh, so they're going to serve oh, their parents so or great. guardians. Um, yeah. So okay. So you're like creating a restaurant essentially. Yes. So it's, awesome. it's a little bit different, yeah. but it's still it's still the same idea. Because the parents and gardens come in and yeah. then they sit down and, and have a meal. Oh my gosh! So that's awesome. Yeah, so that's I have to really do this cool. Five different times for five different <laughs> teachers, and they they don't know because they didn't see it last year. Yeah. So they're like, "What is this?" Like they're all excited, but what is going to go on? Huh? We're going to cook with the kids. I'm like, okay. So I have, we're having <laughs> a meeting next week, so I can really break it down. Yeah. And, you know, they can figure it out. But we are having a lot of parents come in to support because we one teacher can't do that <laughs> by themselves. Um, so we're, we have to get to a place to kind of land the plane of this interview. Uh, but we have another quote. I want to, I think I'm going to extract extract a couple of adjectives. Uh, so this is from Gene Summy, uh, principal of Commonwealth. And I'm just going to um, give you, I'm going to give you three adjectives that she uses to describe you and pick the one that you want to talk about first. We may visit the others, um, but she uses enthusiasm, mm -hmm. uh, creativity, and then she uses authentic. So I'm going to say authenticity. Okay. So out of those, authenticity, creativity, and enthusiasm, which one strikes enthusiasm. you? Okay. Tell me more about that. Why is that? The first one you pick because I just I want all the kids to have fun I want them to experience school and go like that was fun like today I had a student say that today was the best day of my life Aww. because we did secret snowflakes okay and so we passed them out and she got who she wanted and she was so excited <laughs> and then I let them have a half hour of free time and they were playing Super Mario because we're yeah. doing the esports e so they're playing Super Mario and she's like could it get me better today? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's what I want. Yeah. Like it, we weren't learning, we weren't doing math or anything, yeah. but you know, she was happy. Yeah. She was happy at school and that's what I want them to have. And she probably, like I, we weren't gonna have a haunted library this year and mm -hmm. I never even knew they had it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, the college students aren't coming. I'm like, then we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so go. I, so Let's I did go. the haunted library, and I don't it, know what a haunted library is. Well, but it's sounds... just basically like a maze, like a Knott's Berry okay. Farm maze. Okay. So we made it spooky, and we had oh, that's cool. The upper grade parents all donated, and we had it was great. They yeah. said it was the best one they've ever had. Okay, maybe they didn't say that, but in my head, it was the best one they ever had. <laughs> Melissa, this is the best one we've yeah. ever done. Woo woo. So <laughs> that's great. I think I've, this is my problem. I pigeon my whole, whole myself in these. <laughs> things and then people are going to be like well are you doing it again right so i mean because it was a lot of work but the kids like they said that was the hit because the lines were like not scary farm oh, lines wow. the kids oh, were waiting cool. to get in and it was great that's so great. i am very enthusiastic if you give me like any little opening i'm gonna run with it yeah and be extra but and that's who i am i'm extra <laughs> i'm extra i am and my mom tells me but my sisters are too so whatever it's her fault Okay, let's let's end with a shout out to give you an opportunity to. So um, on the side of enthusiasm and extra, we have your family, mm -hmm. I think, and that's probably clearly where it comes from. Yeah. But any other um, people you you think like, yeah, I, I love their generosity or their like over the topness, like other people that you've noticed um, that you think, oh, that's that's good. I like that. I, I want to be like that. Hmm. I would say, like, just in education or oh, just here? Any, anywhere. Like, life, friends, growing up. Yeah. Uh, my sister, Meredith. Okay. Tell, like, us, tell us a little bit about her. She's just funny. <laughs> she's 
so funny. And we used to fight all the time because I'm the middle child and I don't like people take my stuff. And she took my friends. <laughs> she Be- took your friends. Well, because she's so fun and I didn't like it. And so my friends were like, bring your sister. I'm all, no, you're my friend. <laughs> and she was always there at everything. All of yeah. a sudden, Meredith's there. I'm like, why? And I didn't understand. Yeah. Because I was always, it was a competition to me. And mm. she was like, I just want to be here. I just want to be happy and have fun. And yeah. I was like, get away. And then <laughs> she had a baby. She had Austin. And I, that was beyond end all for me. And so we became best friends after that. Aww. And she is just, and now I get it. Yeah. Once I let my bratty sister thing go, yeah. I'm like, she's freaking funny. Yeah. Like so, f- I don't know if you talked to her. No, she emailed. Oh, she emailed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She just cracked. And so everywhere, she, I want to be like her. I'm... I try to be silly and fun, but I don't compare to her. She should be a comedian. Like, she just makes me laugh. All right, I'm going to end with this bonus feedback because everybody, we said, you know, we asked some specific questions. Then we just said, bonus feedback, anything else you want us to know? So this is what she wrote. She said, um, I said, anything else you want to share about Melissa? She said, having Melissa as my sister and one of my best friends feels like winning the lottery. She is such an amazing person. She's a wonderful daughter, wife, and mother, but I think she's the best aunt ever. Her oh. ability to love someone's child like a mama bear. I know my other sister would agree and not even be offended. <laughs> <laughs> She'd say, Melissa beat us both in that department. My kids have a second mom with her. She's generous with time, love, and gifts. She gives her undivided attention to children. She can easily see potential in everyone. Oh. So. She's a much better writer than me, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And I can't wait to see uh, uh, the uh, Master Chef this year. Well, it's called uh, Junior Chef Academy. We changed it. Junior Chef Academy. I like the Academy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, My my kids. And it's not a surprise this year. So my kids kind of know what's happening. But we we ordered their books. They're all getting the the same uh, cookbook. And they're excited. And the parents are like, I can't wait. They get to, you know, they're going to cook. So That's cool. Yeah. That's great. When is that? Uh, end of January. So like oh, it's last, coming up. Yeah. Okay. It's So in January, the three weeks, it's like on. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Melissa. This has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.